0: Politics in gaming. It's always been a creeping thing that's been coming up recently, because mostly because of the gaming journalists out there. They really do want progressive ideas put forward, right or wrong. You don't have to agree with them. I mostly don't myself. But I've been seeing it slowly becoming more and more prevalent. We see games having more... Uh, progressive ideas put in place and it doesn't always necessarily make them good or bad as long as the story is written well however the main proponent of these people is that if you put it in the game it's gonna be a good game but that's not true at all if you can't write a character well no matter how many good intention transgender gay people you put in there and it's a boring game with terrible gameplay and so and so on and so on. No one wants to play it. Because it's either going to be frustrating or boring. And if you're going to bore people with your game, no one wants to play it. They want to play games that they have enjoyment in. It doesn't really matter to me what sexuality the character is. Uh, just don't throw it in people's faces. I think that's the biggest thing a lot of people are complaining about. Which leads me to... What we're going to be talking about today in digital coffee kind of more of the gaming thing there was you know there was just an interesting thing going on there but this brew is going to be kind of um enlightening i'm gonna call it the enlightening brew, it's like aha moment anyways let's get it going mm, that's good all right welcome to a new episode as always i am your host Brett Deister, but let's get on it with what I'm going to be talking about mainly. So I'm going to be talking about uh, Matt Lee's presentation on GamesCon, which, wasn't was which. well, it, he doesn't know research. He doesn't understand the, the term research. He doesn't know how to research in general. I'm also going to talk a little bit about uh, Destiny 2 technical beta. Now, it was a technical beta, and if people were upset that it really wasn't long enough, well, there you go. But it technically was a technical beta. Technically was a technical. Anyway, anyways, talking about a little bit about that. But let's get on with kind of the main thing: the Gamescom, uh, Matt Lee's presentation. Oh boy, was it a doozy! I even watched the whole thing, and I'm kind of sorry I did. In the same way, his whole thing is cultural complicity. It's everyone's problem. N- no, no, it's not because I don't have a problem with capitalism like you do, Matt. Yeah. Okay, so he goes on to try... He tries to distinguish games differently. He also tries to lump in games with social media, which I actually disagree with, uh, saying they're both games. And I guess in some very loose way it is, but it's not really that at all. Uh, The only two research he actually found... Was Western culture and video games in 2017, and mo- most of the time you didn't even have a 2017 actual report, but you may not be able to do it. Um, he also he talked about the facts about uh, computer and video games from 2003 to 2016, and uh, basically it was that increasing cultural conflicts in the West, video games uh, playing a bigger part in the fabric of culture, average age of those who play games is around 35, which is true. I checked that. He's true. He's right about that one, at least. And how many games playing is about 2.6 billion. I'm pretty sure that's hours. You didn't really cite it, versus 100 million. Oh, no, that's actually people. Excuse me. That's actually people. Uh, Which, I don't know why he was trying to do from 1995 to 2000, to, excuse me, to um, 2017. I mean, it's it, to me, it doesn't really matter because 1995 games weren't really as um, established as they are now. Because uh, I remember playing games and being called a nerd for playing games, and I'm I'm okay with that. It's quite alright for me. Now, he kind of says that mm, that there's a difference between grout and cement, basically trying to differentiate between the games, saying that some. From my understanding, play, you kind of like fill gaps between your day and that's how, he, that's how he correlates into the social media side of it, which I kind of disagree with because social media is more, more about connection and creating your own content. And video games, even though you're a part of it, not always are you creating the content. Sometimes you are. Well, not deny that. And sometimes you are making gameplay videos, but you're not really doing the same thing. Even though he tries to argue that it's as social, and some games are, but some games are not. So his kind of loosely based, it doesn't really pan out very well for me, and I wish he kind of like went a little bit more into that. But he tries tries to say that um, that there really aren't any differences between them for some odd reason. Um, he goes on to talk about why uh, gamers have such high expectations for games and he miscalculated on No Man's Skies equating that since it didn't do that well because gamers had high expectations except that it was the marketing that perpetuated the hype that led to a lot of false promises not being made when it was launched. Now, right now it's actually a pretty good game but when it first launched, not so much. It was okay. Uh, but it really wasn't. So he was wrong about that because there is a difference. If, if gamers have a high expectation when a, a game has already been out, so basically like a franchise, so something like Mass Effect. Uh, Mass Effect 2 had high expectations. It, it exceeded it from 1. Uh, Mass Effect 3 had high expectations. It kind of fumbled a little bit, and then we had Andromeda, which people were more upset about and they were happy about. That's high expectation. That that's uh, that's player expectations right there because players are from an already good game want an even better game from their experience and he misequated No Man's Skies because No Man's Skies was a new property so no one knew what to expect except for whatever promises the developer was giving through the marketing hype through whatever interviews he was giving as well. So there is two differences between that and he still wrong about that even though he calls this kind of cement in a way um he says that games are a product but they're also a meditation for the soul yes and no i would say no mostly he tries to equate it as if you play a game a lot you will all of a sudden be adapted or immersed into this monoculture which if you actually did any research a lot of research says that no violent video games do not create violent people they actually say that there's a similarity between people playing sports like football, baseball, and soccer and to people playing video games and when they don't reach their high expectation of competency they get frustrated and aggressive then they have post-aggressive kind of going on same as sports of like that bad call you got or something like that so even the research I said no, not really Uh, and he kind of said that which was a really bad one that the old games were used to like blowing up people and getting chicks and I guess doing some inappropriate things with chicks and he said that people in the world it wasn't like that and I was like um citation needed you need a source for that you can't just make an anecdotal claim and say this is the truth I'm sorry no no facts beyond that nothing uh and that was that was one of my problems. My second problem with this was his claim for Gamergate. Now he equates Gamergate as the alt right, but my thing is, Matt, what is the alt-right? Can any of you actually describe to me what the far right, what the alt right is? Because every time I hear it, all I hear is far right, alt-right, but no one defines it. It's this umgulus. Morphous Thing out there That If someone disagrees with you Ah oh, you must be far right And like what I just disagreed with you He was also wrong about Gamergate So he said that Gamergate was About a man who Uh Basically He said harassed his ex-girlfriend But That claim Not really true Uh There have been some impropriety Improprieties between the media And and developers as well, uh, gamers were wanting actual ethics to be to be done. They wanted changes, and they actually did. And he said it was all debunked. And I was like, no, it wasn't. Sorry, dude, your own narrative isn't the actual facts. And even when he actually published this thing, if you look at Google Trends, it didn't actually start until months after, in October two thousand sixteen when y'all were writing about how gamers need to end and how there needs to be no more gamers, and I'm like, why? Why don't you expand the definition? Matt, if you understand the English language, you know you can expand the definition. Shakespeare made up words all the time. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're in the UK, so you should kind of know this stuff. I know he was a white guy like you, and you might have his white privilege, whatever that means, but it really wasn't second he tries to equate that it was all gamergators are looking for attention when i was like yeah brianna woo definitely was not looking for attention oh wait she was and she has been accused recently of sending hate pe- sending people out to hate or harass people then you have anina sarkeesian who also piled on that as well plus this actually wouldn't have been that big of a deal if these cultural theorists or pop culture theorists got into gaming and tried to explain to everybody how terrible they were and how sexist and racist and blah 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 blah, like this guy's trying to do as well. It doesn't work because you don't have much of anything. Yes, a lot of games are made from a white person's perspective because a lot of games were made by white people. What do you think they're going to try to do? Try to imagine how to be some other minority? No, that could be considered racist. So you're stuck in a hard place when you do that. I get it. And then his equation, this is great. Fascism tendencies in US-centric culture existed pre-2014, citation needed. I need your citation, Matt. Where is your citation? You cannot just make these claims out of thin air. Woo. And Gamergate did not cause a rise of far-right hate groups. Of course, every side, left and right, both have hate groups. Deal with it, and Matt, your progressive ideas are more hateful than anything else. You are the hate group. Hate to, you know, burst your bubble on that, but seriously, dude, where is your research in the long tail? He goes, Gamergate, to Breitbart, to the all right, to the White House. No. Where is your citation? I need to see how these groups of people translated over. Now, did Breitbart capitalize on what was going on in Gamergate? Of course. Every media... Publication tries to capitalize on something. Doesn't mean that the Gamergators were a part of Breitbart, which led to the alt right, which led to something else. The alt right was happened because of an election. Had nothing to do with Gamergate. Stop trying to equate something that has nothing to do with anything. Plus, you don't know what all Gamergators were because they weren't all white guys in their basement, as you call it. You don't know. Stop trying to equate things that you don't like. And the best part of like this is aggressive, irrational movement fueled by anti-progressive ideals, because we've seen what progressive ideals do, and guess what—they're not very good either, because they're Marxist, and Marxism isn't a good idea in general. I mean, if, Matt, I would encourage you to go to Venezuela, look at how well it's done over there. And open bigotry. Well, if you keep on saying white privilege, and keep on white saying whitewashing. You're kinda already doing the bigotry for yourself. But I digress because it's really It's just one of those things where if you're it seems like a lot of people that are progressive cannot understand facts. They think their feelings are the facts or their own worldview are facts, which isn't which has no correlation. Like you can experience things, and I will Completely agree that your experiences are your own and they're valid to a certain degree. But to say that all lump sum of people are the alt right from Gamergators to Breitbart to the White House, no, it's a false equivalency. You have nothing to back it up with. I don't know where you're backing this up from. Uh, and then it's it tried to he's trying to equate that game that games culture proved that there's a very soft target for right far right recruitment. Um, no and citation needed again where is your facts where is your studies where is anything to prove of your assertions because you have nothing to prove you've got nothing there is nothing you, call, you keep on saying cultural tradition machoism fear of difference no I you have to back that up with, with a study you have no studies you just highlight things oh great you highlighted. it awesome That makes it all so much better. I mean, he then goes to call the cultural backlash, saying that games made for men is the false status quo. Oh, by the way, Matt, no, it's not, because there's a 60-40 split on the purchase of who purchases games. So it's still majority men And you understand that. The whitewashing part, I love how he puts The Witcher as his example, but then he doesn't even understand that his example is even a pretty bad one. First of all, The Witcher was written by a Polish author, and Poland is very one, mostly one, uh, ethnicity, white. So he wrote from that thing. Also, it's very... Uh, folklore, pol- uh, Polish folklore. So you're saying that he, that a Polish author who is writing about a white guy in a mostly predominantly white country is whitewashing for reasons of his own, even though they do have actual other races in his books and the games. So you're wrong again. And then we have um, one of the mobile games. Uh, one of the models that did an ad campaign for it, fine, whitewashing, whatever. She was a top model type of thing. Sex sells. Sorry, Matt, that's part of that's part of marketing. I'm a marketer myself. Sex does, sex does sell. I'm sorry if you don't understand that part about it, but you, you're not a marketer. You're kind of barely a researcher. I think you're just a pseudo intellectual that thinks he's really smart, but has nothing, no credibility to back it up with. He also says that. Content is the problem in the games. He says that it tends towards gray morality. boy's culture of false equivalency. Ugh, here's the thing. I'll, I'll make it an little, a little anecdote, man. Um, do most choices in life have a always a right, of black and white type of morality towards it? Yeah, I know some games do because some games are very simplistic about that and they're not really trying to be political about it at all. And most. Developers don't want to be political because they want to have everybody from the right to the left to the center to buy their games and the way you do that is to not go so political to one side I'm sorry if that burst your bubble in the anti-progressiveness but progressivism isn't the answer actually it's the it's the wrong answer if it was if it was a skintrong it, it would not you would not bubble that, that answer in at all it's, 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 it's a terrible ideology to be on, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know why you believe in it, it's actually a pretty crappy uh, ideology. It makes no sense and it doesn't really offer any good instances for people in general. Um, he says, Tendency for games to say nothing at all. Well, no, because there are some games actually do, and the one that you actually gave as a whitewashing. Witcher 3 actually said quite a bit and was actually pretty good at being the great morality and it's in and of itself if you made the right decision you could still make somebody upset. So, no, he went on to make make a kind of example of Far Cry 5, how it was supposed to be, oh, these far right religious people, and I'm like, you don't even know what it is, the game isn't even out yet, and you're going oh, you should really do it this way, it's a made up religion, it's Dude, like you make so many uh, assertions and you have absolutely no data to back it up. I don't even know why you're talking at this conference. I watched your video and it was not very it was not a good presentation. Actually, it was pretty bad. On a scale of one to 10, I'll give it a two. He was moving on. He wants to say that we should um, radically accept what games are, they teach us, challenge us personally, encourage growth. Well, maybe, maybe not. Um, you didn't you made a distinction of grout and cement, and if grout games are not really for that, they're here to fill pockets of holes to waste time. Maybe the cement games can actually do that, but I wouldn't do that. See the problem is, is that even with his assertion that trying to distinguish between grout and games and trying to like differentiate games, which I actually agree with on that him on that one. He never really expanded upon that, well, at least to my satisfaction, he never really expanded on it. He talked about the feedback loop and how terrible it is, which I actually disagree with because what you want with this the feedback loop gets people to keep on playing the games. The, the problem that he doesn't understand about mobile games is that you want people playing it for as long as possible and to keep on coming back. You want people to use it, to keep on using it for ad revenue, especially for ads on there as well, or to purchase something through that as well. People don't wanna come back and play because it's not fun or it's not addictive, then they won't form that habit. They don't form that habit, they'll use another app. And I don't think you really understand that point at all, which once again, I don't really understand why you were doing this presentation since I'm kind of telling you this stuff. I should have actually done this presentation. It would have been a lot better way better. He says that maybe we should play those games. Yes or no? I actually think that keeping a healthy balance for playing games is actually a, g- a good thing to do. Um, he talks about the next generation and how there's hope for the next generation. And I'm like, Matt, I don't think you read the reports that the next generation is far more conservative than we are. He burst that bubble, buddy, but it's not looking good for that as well. Um, and most people they want to play what they want to play if you give them something they don't want to play they're not going to play it at all that's right and then games are a place where disenfranchised people live, citation needed then he goes what is it mark his easiest target disenfranchised young men insecure individuals, communities angry mob, citation needed first of all Once again, most gamers are made up of men. There are a lot of data out there that you could have researched. It took me two minutes to find this, Matt. Matt, why are you not doing facts? Why are you giving me assertions with no facts to back it up? You keep on saying that disenfranchised young men play these games. How do you know that? This is your own personal opinion. This isn't a fact. You have no facts. This is this presentation could be summed up as my personal opinion on what games are. That's it. That's all you have. There is nothing in here. There was two studies, I told you, in the beginning. That's it. There has been no other study he has cited beyond these two. I feel like he did this in like 15 minutes. And like, oh, this sounds actually pretty good. Every time, every time. And he goes, and this is the one he says power fantasies and basically still insisting the customer's always right. Don't be surprised if they discover that your community consists largely of torches and pitchforks. First of all, Map, I don't think you understand that that is a very sound business strategy. Even Amazon cares more about their customers than they do their uh, partners. Amazon is fully focused on their customers and making sure they get the right product for them. What you asserted has no base to it whatsoever. I don't understand where you're getting these, these basically inaccuracies. It's coming all from your head because you saying the customer is always right is wrong. And I'm telling you no because the customers can backlash pretty bad when they think that you're always looking down on them or they won't even pay attention to you or they will never buy your product again unless you fix the problem as best you can. So Matt, why is the customer not always right? Can you give me specifics on why this this should be a thing? Not giving me some old 1950s pitchforks, which were actually Democrats anyways, because the KKK was founded by Democrats. Why can't you give me more citations about how the customer's always right leads to torches and pitchforks? Because Blizzard does that and that was one of your examples of how great games are. Most of the time, the customer's always right for them. Yes, they're trying to clean up the toxicity, but there, there is a point where the customer isn't right. I will give you that concession, but to your extent of it's they're not always right is wrong. And you have no evidence to back it up. So I don't really need to do it. Then he calls GamerGate's Cynics and Losers, citation needed, you have no facts to back that up. Opportunity seeking influence. But once again, I'll digress and say, Brianna Wu, Nina Sarkeesian, they were opportunists seeking influence. They got to the UN and talked about it. And they even, and Brianna Wu even made her own nonprofit to help people in similar situations which really, she wasn't in those situations. I'm pretty sure a lot of those were made up. Anita f- had a crowdfunded video game series that she didn't even, well, she didn't even do what she said she was going to do, which is surprising that she got more money on her second project, which I'm pretty sure she will not even fulfill either. So, who is? Who's seeking influence? And people fail to find a place in society, citation needed. I don't think you know that at all. I don't think you know who these people are, and you're making assertions once again. Once again, I keep on telling this before. These are all assertions, and it's really crazy how terrible his arguments are. It's pretty bad. Now he says the next training and next gen are latching on to interesting games. He talks about Minecraft, Dream Daddies, which he actually misspelled. Funnily enough. And Overwatch, which I would actually contend that Overwatch isn't the next gen of interesting games because it's basically taking first-person shooters with abilities that Team Fortress already had. So that one is kind of not really a good one. I'll give you Minecraft to a certain extent. Dream Daddy, I really won't... Maybe, but I mean... To say that this is actually going to be successful... You need to have more, uh, more games like this to see if this phenomenon will actually take hold. Now, could it only be that this one is successful and the rest of them similar to it are not? You don't actually know that one, Matt. Once again, I do not see anything to back up your assertions. There's no data. Undertale, which was a sleeper hit, great. You have three. I'll, you have three examples. I'll give you three. Because yeah, Overwatch is, should not even be in there because it's still it was still done by an already very established um, genre, first-person shooters, uh, and it may have re-invi- uh, reinvigorated the abilities portion of it. But I mean, you could say that Battleborn did it before Overwatch and they failed. So yes and no, like there there can be tons of examples if I actually want to do the research, but since you didn't really do the research, I don't feel like spending hours of my time trying to rebuff all those claims. Um, he, he then goes on to talk about how m- meritocracy and capitalism is wrong. Now this is his crux of his thing. He likes communism. Unfortunately, all the examples we have of communism have not really panned out very well. I mean, Vietnam is going back to a more capitalistic society because it actually works. Meritocracy and capitalism works. The reason why America is at is is the height of its power is because of capitalism. It isn't because of anything else. It's not because of communism. It's not because of socialism. Even though those things have crept in over the past decades. That's not actually what made America so successful. It was the ingenuity and in allowing people to create their own. What Matt doesn't understand is he thinks that everybody on this equal playing field and everybody gets the same outcome is the way to go, which there is no proof to back that up because history will tell you that capitalism is one of the best uh, ways to have a society flourish. Look at Venezuela. They're not doing very well. If people are going into zoos and killing animals to feed themselves communism and socialism have failed give it up they've killed more people than fascism which is also another funny thing that you don't actually ever bring up because you bring up fascism like it's the worst thing in the world when you don't even understand that communism has killed far more people than nazism and fascism ever did plus they're almost the same thing but no keep on talking about how it's terrible that animal crossing allows you to buy a house because heaven forbid that people want to buy houses in the real world like what i don't understand your it your whole presentation was all over the place there was no defining good portion about this This was all uh, this is this was all travesty you're talking about radical thinking and that people should be should do radi- radical thinking even if gamers don't like it, but oh wait, you're a business and businesses have to make money. If you make a game that gamers don't wanna buy, then you failed in your business. So once again, Matt, where's your business logic in that? There's no logic in that whatsoever. We're gonna do radical thinking, why? If something's working and there's incremental ways you could change but people don't like change very often. You have to do little inch by inch changes. You kind of have to prepare them for the big change. But saying that disenfranchises is not a dead end. Okay, fine. It may or may not be. Uh, I. It's more of a claim that I'm not. I'm, I'm fine with. Um, then he goes, he goes on to talk about how you're exam, examine what behaviors your game encourages. Question the explicit and implicit messages in your game. Think about the way your game encourages interaction with others. And imagine the game wholly defines someone's viewpoint for the world. Yeah, that's actually impossible to do a lot of times. And there's no one way you're going to actually completely nail it for everybody's worldview because you are one person or a group of people that think differently, but you're not always going to find all of the avenues of how people think. Then he goes on to uh, marketing, because he really knows how to market. Um, Think about the impact of the fantasies you're selling. Consider who you empower through the nature of marketing. Every piece of media release is a reflection of who and what you stand for. Embrace complicity and responsibility. Build a cool future. And he does Leia Alexander of gamers do not have to be your audience? Um, if you're selling a game, yeah, they do. You don't just cut out a portion, especially a large portion of your fan base because you don't want to be considered part of the gamer culture. He doesn't... Here's the thing. He doesn't, he doesn't really understand too much about game development, it seems like. He also doesn't understand anything about marketing. Yes, you're always trying to find new markets to pursue, but you're also not trying to leave behind the markets you've already kind of been establishing. That's the dumbest marketing plan I've ever heard of. Who in their right mind would be like, no, I'm gonna cut these people off, even if it's a revenue stream, I'm gonna just cut all of them off because I need to make sure that I'm taking responsibility and making sure that gamers aren't my audience because feelings, because nothing more than feelings. Uh, here's my thing. Here's, my, here's, my, here's kind of my final thoughts on this. Matt, next time you do a presentation, please bring facts. Please. Two, actually research the things you're going to be talking about. This uh, correlates with bring facts. Actually research them and don't make a, assertions without having any citation about this. I mean, this was a pretty god-awful presentation. It had nothing of value towards it whatsoever maybe if you've, Okay, I'll take it back. There was some value, but it was very minimal. You didn't even try to differentiate that much between grout and cement games. You kind of touched on it a little bit. You touched on the controversies that you perceive, which aren't really true as well. You also touch on communism versus capitalism, and you're actually wrong about that. Actually pretty badly wrong about that because just look at history. Soviet Russia failed. China is more of a capitalistic, capitalistic society than anything else. It's very um, authoritarian, which is ironic because it's it's start off as a communist country. Uh, Vietnam is going back to more capitalistic uh, tendencies, and North Korea is basically their people. Their people are starving. And the, then you have the best prime example from this current age, Venezuela completely broke the people are starving people are rioting because they're upset about what's been going on because of centralized power you do not want centralized power i don't think you understand much about anything i do think you need to actually start researching other political ideologies other than progressivism because progressivism isn't the end all the be all i don't think you even understand that part of what progressivism actually is because it's associated with postmodernism and it's also associated with marxist and i'm pretty sure you haven't don't even know most of the those two you may have read the communist manifesto and I have so I know you're full of crap yeah the, there, there was nothing I agree with you the board game resurgence and I'm happy about that as well um, but we don't have to fight towards a future to fight against fascism guess what happens when that happens Antifa and guess what they're more fascist than anybody else So fascism isn't part of any political ideology. It's more of an all-encompassing how humans behave. And some humans behave very authoritarian. I'm tired of this word. This word needs to be kind of eradicated because no one knows how to use it properly. And everybody uses it against everybody else. You're fascist. You're fascist. You're fascist. Great. I don't even know what that means anymore. So Matt, please, for the love of God, research. Do some research. This looks like this was done in 15 minutes. Like, if you did research, it would have been really well done. I would have given you given you more props for it. But since you didn't, and you think that communism is better than capitalism, makes me think that your worldview is that communism is the future when Venezuela is telling you it's not. In even recent history, which isn't even that old, think about it. Think. I encourage you all to think. I encourage you all to even question your own ideologies. But in the gaming culture, there is no way that this should actually be happening. The gaming culture should be open to everybody. I don't care who you are. We're playing games together. We like the same games. Great. I'm going to agree with you with everything. And I don't care about that. I care about what games you play. Because I want to find a connection between you and the games you play and me as well. That's all I care about. But he has lost his mind. He... Uh, okay I'm done because I'm gonna go keep on going and it's it's, it just frustrates me because all the fundamentals he was talking about they're all wrong even the marketing fundamentals I was like I don't think you understand what you're talking about anyways moving on to the Destiny 2 technical beta I played it mm, probably at least a couple days uh, and it was pretty good actually Um, really smooth really well done it didn't have any problems with it I was actually quite surprised about that I thought uh, it, it had good gameplay. It was fun. If you're the type of person that likes uh, playing with friends, uh, and basically a never-ending world, like a, there's always something going on, more of an MMO-type game, this really is the game for you, especially if you like first-person shooter-type games. This is definitely a game for you. I think they have improved upon the first game. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what's... When it, when it comes out, uh, how well it's going to be received? I think pretty sure it's going to be. Re- My prediction is it's probably going to get at least an A from most critics. But yeah, I had no problems, no lag, nothing. I got into games, everything was fine. I had, I I really had nothing wrong with it. It was a great it was a great little beta, and I'm um, I hope they do well with it because. Recent games have uh, proved that not all games do well, which, I mean, it's sad that Lawbreakers didn't do as well as it could have, but that's the market for you. That's capitalism for you. Sometimes the best games or even good stuff doesn't always uh, be successful, but capitalism is still the best for society. anyways that is the end of this digital coffee thank you for tuning in i will try to put the actual sources that i found in the show notes so you guys can read yourself i will also place his own powerpoint and his video in the show notes too so you can actually well facepalm every five minutes into this thing it's about 32 minutes long so i don't expect you to actually watch it all but thank you again and as always i'm your host brett dicer please tune in next week when i go through uh tech and marketing in digital coffee as well and also uh, subscribe to digital coffee on itunes Google play music stitcher iHeartRadio. radio hit that subscribe button as always and make sure you leave a review and comments i would love the comments as well also be sure to follow digital coffee on twitter facebook youtube and instagram and see you guys next week have a good weekend or actually i should say have a good rest of your week because it's more important later guys